Come, Holy Spirit, come by the most powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Last weekend, we had Jesus tell us what to do if our brother sins against us. We're supposed to go and tell them their fault between us and him alone. And then if that doesn't work, then we can bring in a couple witnesses and ultimately bring it to the church. But it takes for granted the reality that we're supposed to forgive our brother, something that Jesus speaks about many times. And today we have this same chapter of Matthew's Gospel about Peter asking the Lord, okay, we're supposed to forgive, but, but how many times? And Peter thought he was being very generous when he said as, as many as seven times. Jesus says, no, that, that's not even close to the limit. In fact, there is no limit. Forgiveness is at the heart of, of what we're called to as Christians, as we recognize the innumerable ways in which God has forgiven us. We must then extend that same forgiveness to one another. And so Jesus gives the parable of these two servants, one whose enormous debt is completely forgiven by his master, but then is unwilling to forgive his fellow servant an incredibly smaller debt, driving home the fact that no matter what debts we might owe one another, they don't compare to the debt that we owe to God. And that if he has forgiven us, we must forgive one another. But the question often arises, and it's good for us to reflect upon it, how do we forgive? What does it look like in a practical way? I think we all struggle with it. We all know how difficult and challenging it can be for us to, to truly forgive someone from the heart. But part of the difficulty comes from us perhaps having a, a wrong impression about what forgiveness looks like or not knowing the, the practical steps that we can take to be able to forgive. So I want to just offer kind of a, a few practical recommendations on what it looks like and, and how we can develop the habit, how we can get good at forgiving how we can learn to imitate Jesus in the readiness with which he forgave everyone who came to him. And this can be helpful in big ways and in small ways. We know there's kind of ordinary grievances that we, you know, incur with one another, a, a harsh word or a, an unkind act or just kind of that ordinary uh, interchange in our relationships with one another. But we also know that sometimes in life there's, there's much bigger wounds. Things that we can hold on to and, and carry with us for years, if, if not decades. Things that we find it incredibly difficult to, to truly let go of and forgive. We have to deal with things like betrayal, abandonment, rejection, abuse, infidelity, being disrespected being treated in a way that is so unbecoming to, to our dignity. 
ways in which in, in our relationships, in our families, and in, in the world where, where we've been deeply hurt and deeply wounded. Jesus wants to teach us and give us the ability to truly forgive everything and everyone. But I think the first step for us to, to truly embark on this path of forgiveness is, is to invite Jesus in. It's not something we can do on our own. It's not something we can do by our own goodness. It's something that we need Jesus to, to walk with us, to journey with us along this path of forgiveness. And so to, to let Jesus be a part of it, to invite him in to that pain, and to that hurt, to that wound that, that needs to be forgiven. And then once we've invited Jesus in, a, a necessary step that we tend to not do is we have to actually acknowledge the pain. We tend to like to ignore the pain or perhaps we've even kind of repressed it or we just want to keep it off to the side because we think we're, we're coping with it by kind of not dealing with it. But in reality, we're, we're just making it worse. It, it's scary for us to, to really acknowledge the pain of, of that betrayal, of that re, uh, abuse, of that rejection, of that abandonment, whatever it might be. But we cannot ignore it or downplay it. We have a tendency sometimes, you know, to say, oh, it's no big deal. Don't worry about it. Oh, it's okay. It's fine. When it's not. And so to truly be able to forgive from the heart, we first have to acknowledge the debt. We have to truly confront the injustice, the pain, what it was that needs to be forgiven. And we have to acknowledge it with Jesus and, and sit in that and not try to push it away or ignore it. And once we truly acknowledge the pain, then we offer it to Jesus. We offer it on the cross. We unite that pain with, with Jesus on the cross as he suffered the pain of our sins. And when we offer that to Jesus freely, kind of handing it over to him, then we can be open to receive from him the grace that we need to truly forgive the person that hurt us, to ask our Lord for that grace that he won for us on the cross. It might seem sometimes like the things that we need to forgive are, are beyond our ability, and sometimes they are, but they're not beyond his. And so with Jesus acknowledging that pain, uniting it to him on the cross, we ask him for the grace to be able to truly forgive from the heart. And then what does forgiveness actually look like? It's, it's not an emotion. It's not feeling like we've forgiven somebody. It's not no longer experiencing any pain regarding the wound. No, forgiveness is an act of the will. It's a choice. And therefore, it's a choice that all of us are capable of making with the help of God's grace, where we choose to forgive someone. We might not feel anything when we do it. Part of us might not want to do it. But we're still free to make that choice. There's a very simple and helpful prayer that can kind of help facilitate this. Once we've acknowledged the pain, acknowledged what this person did to us, we just simply 
pray in the name of Jesus, I forgive this person for what they did to me. We say it out loud. That's forgiveness. It might not radically change our heart immediately. It might not immediately take away all the pain, but that is what forgiveness looks like. It's a choice. And it's a choice that we might have to make again and again and again. Because forgiveness is very often a process. It's a journey. Sometimes it takes weeks. Sometimes it takes months. Sometimes it takes years. But to choose over and over and over again in the name of Jesus to forgive this specific person for this specific thing that they did that hurt me. And in the light of the parable of, of this master and these servants, forgiveness is releasing the debt. It's letting it go. Saying, I'm not going to hold this against you anymore. It's something that uh, Ezekiel in the first reading talked about, how we tend to hold on to our, our anger and our wrath and our bitterness. Forgiveness is, is letting it go. It, is giving it to Jesus so that he can take it away and in its place bring healing and peace. And then often... If it's prudent, if if circumstances allow it, if if the person is still in our life, it can be very powerful to actually address the situation with the individual, to tell them about the pain, to tell them what they did that, that hurt us, not from a place of anger, not from a place of judgment, not from a place of bitterness, but having already forgiven them in your heart, To to have that that honest conversation can be an incredibly important part of forgiveness. But then a question that often arises is, what do you do if if someone's not sorry? What do you do if they aren't willing to acknowledge what they did or if they they don't think they did anything wrong? What do you you do if you don't have the the opportunity to to have them forgive you? What if they're no longer in your life? What if if they've died? It's not an obstacle. It's perhaps an additional challenge. But even if the person is not sorry, even if they haven't asked for our forgiveness, by the grace of God, we're still called to forgive them. And they will still have to answer to God for what they've done. All of us one day will have to answer to God as the ultimate judge. So it's not letting them off the hook. It's not saying that what they did was it wrong or it doesn't matter? No, God is the one who will ultimately address the wrong with them. But for our sake, it's for our peace and for our healing so that we don't have to keep carrying around the baggage and the bitterness and the pain. Because until we're willing to forgive, we won't truly be at peace. So that's why, in a sense, forgiveness of another is is a bit more about us than about them. It's about us saying, I'm going to move on. I'm going to leave this in the past. I'm going to let go of this so that I can be at peace, so that I can experience the healing of God. Entrusting whatever wrong they've done to God's justice, and to God's mercy. But if we can answer this call of our Lord to show this unconditional forgiveness to our neighbor, then we can experience the joy and the freedom and the healing and the peace that comes 
from imitating the mercy of our Lord.